0: Welcome to Fearless Conversations, a podcast for professional working mums who want to feel more confident, have more impact and stop second-guessing themselves. I'm your host, former Big Four, certified mindset coach and mum, Anya Morgan. Listen in to learn how to feel more self-assured, how to own the value you bring in your role and how to deal with challenging situations easily and drama-free. If you're a mum in professional services who wants to feel better and get more done, this podcast is for you. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I'm recording this in early September when the children have just come back to school, which feels like a lovely, fresh new start. We had a lovely, lovely, lovely summer. And now it feels like it's time to get back to the routine, to our new systems, our new ways of doing things. And in many ways, September feels to me like, more like the start of the year than January because of that big blank open new page. And I'm really enjoying that, the new start. And I've been talking a lot to my youngest son who just started secondary school, which is probably, he they go a wee bit earlier here than yours probably do, um, but, his biggest sort of obstacle this year is organization. So self-organization, how he uses his time, how he is prepared for class, for the days, for the weeks, for what's coming and keeping that overview for himself, which I think in primary school, the teachers work really well to do for the children, but I find the step up between primary school and secondary school in that way, it's very, very steep in terms of like one day they're being very you know, tightly brought through a process and the next it's okay here you are here's your locker throw your stuff in and here's your timetable so something i've been really thinking about with him and trying to bring over to him is this idea that the way we become more organized is by going through a process of learning to be an organized person and it reminds me the conversations that we're having feel very coachy in many ways because they're very much at the conversations I have with respect to time management, with respect to becoming masters of processes that we've never really been good at doing before, simply because we haven't learned how to do those things. Like how often have you heard someone say, I'm just not good at running marathons. We don't say things like that because we know and kind of accept and agree that running a marathon is a process of preparation we either choose to do or we don't we know though that there's a series of things that we have to be good at and we have to follow through on because we have respect for what a feat it is to run a marathon and stay in the mind game of it and actually finish a marathon so our cardiovascular fitness and our commitment and our discipline and our willingness to follow through and planned runs and have bad runs and probably get an injury at some stage. And all that process, if we stick through it and work it down, you can finish a marathon. So we don't attribute the skill to something we're either good at or not. We attribute the running of the marathon to something we either undertook and worked a process for, or we didn't. And so we'd never take off running out of the house at top speed and try to run the 26.2 miles because that would be crazy we set about to plan and master a number of things that will stack up on top of each other until we're able to hit the road and keep moving for the 26.2 miles following and leveraging off the process that we've been working And what i see is that people who have tried to be better at managing their time and failed the reason is very often that they didn't appreciate the process that was involved they didn't appreciate that there was a process they had to learn and therefore they had to be allowed the breathing space of being a learner of following the process from the beginning and growing and developing in the following of that process. And what I see with my youngest son at the moment is is he's really enjoying how much space there is for that in school. So they're expected to be asking loads of questions. They're expected to be, you know, not completely all over it. But he also knows that coming soon is a time when those expectations are going to slide away and he is going to be expected to be able to do things. And what I'm trying to do is guide him through to be able to do that as self-sufficiently as possible and to become a person who is not very organized today, but will be a person who is an organized person in the way he thinks and structures his day. And I think when we don't sort of give ourselves, or if, if it's you working with your children on a process of time management, if we don't give a sense of of course you're not there yet of course you can't run the 26.2 miles yet because you haven't yet learned all the component things that that process requires what we end up doing is getting very impatient that we're not there yet we end up thinking that we're just not the kind of person who can do this when simply we just haven't followed a process so with that in mind what I was really thinking about is what the things are that we do have to be able to master in order to become people who are good at time management. So the things that we have to allow ourselves a space to become good at, and that means probably to fail and get them wrong sometimes in order to really master them. And I think in the places that we work in professional services environment, We talk a good fight with respect to, you know, growth mindset. But in actual fact, there's almost no room for failure. There's almost no breathing space to say I made a decision yesterday that was not a good decision with respect to time management. And that's why today's report is late. That's something I have almost never heard somebody say, and I can't imagine somebody saying, and I think it happens to every single person. multiple times every week. So I'm not suggesting that you become that person who goes and says that although if you can and you do and it's going to create definite great waves where you work, it's I think it's a really good thing to be that um, genuine and authentic and create a true growth mindset. But what I'm really talking about is you having grace with yourself. If time management is something you're working on, that the reason you aren't good with managing your time yet, is because you have never learned the component things that a person who is good with managing their time has learned. And this is what they are. The first thing is going to sound so obvious. Please don't stop listening because it is really obvious and maybe you're one of the exceptions. But if I ask this question to most people, they can't really answer it in a very, um, in a very persuasive way. The first thing is you must understand what you're actually in your job to do what are the outcomes that you're responsible for what are the value creating activities that you're responsible for that are your main core value driving activities every day for example you aren't in your job to attend meetings you aren't in your job to make phone calls you're in your job to create a specific outcome for a specific client that is xyz The second thing, once you know, like, and are very clear on how you create value, how you, what it is you're paid to do, is learning to prioritize. Because there are lots of things that you're paid to do. Some are more important given the season, given the piece of work you're working on, and some are less. And for you to be able to zoom out from all the things that are important and say, and here's what from that set of things is important today, this week, this month, this quarter, this season and prioritise those, that is the second thing you have to be able to do to be good at time management. The third thing you have to be able to do do is learn how to trust your own judgement and act on it. So when you prioritise something, you have to make a decision. And once you've made the decision, you've then applied judgement to your situation. You have to let that be right and not be saying, oh, should I have been working on this? I should have been working on that. My brain's badgering me. I should have been doing this because my brain's anxious about that or because my brain wants to please the person who that's for. No, I've made a decision. I'm going to exercise that decision knowing that I'm going to get to the other things. So that's what I mean when I say, trust your own judgment and act on it. The fourth thing is being radically honest with yourself about where you waste your time. So where you spend time doing things that are not value adding that are not efficient, that are not effective, owning that just to yourself and saying, I'm doing this because, you know, I'm a director who's still in the weeds in this area, because that's my comfort zone. It's what I'm very good at. It's what people expect from me. But actually I know that in order to become, you know, a a director, who's about to be a partner, I have to let go of working on the detail a bit because I'm going to have to be able to free myself up to do that kind of leadership on the role. Be honest with yourself about that and know what your process is. The next thing is identifying what your current procrastination and distraction triggers are and taking ownership of finding solutions for them. So we're all going to want to procrastinate sometimes. We're all going to be distracted sometimes. We can't really avoid that and we can't, you know, no matter how much you close your door or why not to be um, distracted they're going to come in what happens next is how you respond to tendencies to procrastinate or the tendency you have to get distracted what happens in your response changes how you then use your time post distraction or procrastination thinking about that ahead of time knowing seeing your patterns seeing where it happens that's going to be a really crucial part of becoming good at time management. And is one of those many, many, I told you about these habits that we stack on top of each other that become the habits of the person who's good with time management. That's one of those. The next one I think is, is understanding what you're actually capable of doing in a day. So what I see is many people will you know plan out the day with this very high standard of perfectionism and then get a bit disappointed in themselves and they weren't able to pull it over the line i think in time management a huge component of it is knowing what is really realistic for me to expect from myself today and be able to complete on. so many of us have this constant feeling that we haven't reached the bottom of the to-do list or we haven't got everything done and the truth is we haven't everything done because we will never have everything done you could work all day and all night the rest of your life and never really have everything done so sort of setting ourselves up for success by saying here's what's going to be done today here's what I know I'm capable of doing today and then having a the point where the line can be drawn that's also for most of us uh, adjustment down in terms of what we think we should be capable of in the day which tends to be a much 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 higher standard than what we're actually capable of doing in a day so you've probably heard that quote before that people completely overestimate what they can do in a day but underestimate what they can do in a week and that is absolutely true and um, finding simplicity is a key component of learning how to manage time well so going back to those grassroots of what are my outcomes today what's important in my role today and how am i intentional and focused about doing those things so many of us have absorbed the hard is better mindset so if it's hard and it's elaborate and it's sophisticated it must be more effective when it comes to time management simple is best knowing our own patterns is also an extremely important piece of time management knowing that we have good days and bad days, both depending on our cycle, our sleep, what's happening at home, what's going on with the children, what's happened in other personal realms, knowing that what is our best on any given day is not the same. So on one day, what your best is, it really is a objective best. It's a brilliant performance. It's a high outcome. On another day, what you're actually capable of doing, like your best, is not a shadow of that. And knowing that and understanding that and having peace with that is a key piece of being able to manage a system for yourself whereby you set out objectives for the day and then complete them, which is really what a time management system is in its most elegant way. Stopping over committing, of course, is a huge piece of time management. Stop saying yes on default, stop you know, wanting to be very important and involved when those things are compromising your ability to do the things that you're paid to do, the things that you're paid to create value with respect to. And the last thing that I would really say, and I've been talking to my new secondary school child about this a lot is managing the people around you with respect to information flow, so up and down. So whether it's talking to in my case, talking to my son about sometimes teachers don't give instructions that are completely clear. And that's because they're human beings and they maybe forgot to say a sentence or they thought they even had said it to you. But if you don't have the information you need to have in order to do what it is that you think you need to do, you have to take responsibility for asking for it. And it's the same, I think, for us managing information flows with people both above and below us in in the the organization is a key part of time management. And if we're not taking responsibility for our role in the communication flow, we're definitely going to be losing time as a result of it. So those are the tens of habits that I'm talking about. And in each one of those things, like there's so much involved in that, that in order to become a person who's good with using your time, you have to understand how you work versus how you would like to work and then work the process of doing that in the way that you would work the process of training to run a marathon and i hear people all the time saying time management isn't for me i'm just not as organized as i would like you to be when they've tried to run the 26.2 miles out the gate time management is for you organization is for you it will make your life so much more simple. It'll make you feel like you've so much more of a reign on things, but you have to give yourself a fair whack at it. So if you want to, you could pick one of the things that I spoke about um, and think about what you're currently doing versus what you would like to be doing in that realm. Knowing that the process of change is just doing things differently the way they, than the way you do them today. So I hope that's been useful for you. If you have a child starting secondary school, I wish you good luck. I wish them good luck. I think it's a huge start for them. And I think they need a lot of support from us with respect to organization. I'm not of the camp that says, you know, let them at it. I think the way things are today, they do need support and then they do gradually just fly off it themselves but i think these skills that they learn with respect to responsibility and organization and taking ownership of what it is they're doing and understanding the why behind it i think to be able to learn this in the early teens is a fabulous skill and i wish we'd been i wish we did more of it um so wishing you a great start to the week and i will speak to you soon for listening if you liked what you heard today i want to invite you to click subscribe so that you hear any future episodes of this podcast as they drop also if you heard me say something today that you think would help another woman that you know then please be sure to share that podcast with her and i'm sure she will be so thankful speak soon